continue with the message. They started uh, how to walk out on the devil. And that's what this is all about. Knowing that there is a, another world, that the world that we can't see with our eyes, but the real world. Satan exists. And many things that we are going through in our life is because of Satan, Satan's work in our lives. And we need to understand these things. Let God open our eyes so that we can free ourselves from these things. Otherwise, you will stay oppressed, thinking what's happening to you is normal. It's happening to everybody, and this is normal. A Christian, you shouldn't be depressed. I don't care what's going on. You can go through a difficult time, but crying or weeping should last for how many nights? For a night. You are only permitted to weep for one night. Can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> you are only permitted to weep for one night. According to the scriptures. Weeping lasts for one night. But joy comes when? When it's morning time is for you to arise. You know, arise and shine for your light has come. When the sun comes up, the sun of righteousness, S-O-N, you should be shining, amen? And, and, and don't hang your head down. You got a God. You are not alone. Please remember that. That's what gives me courage by the grace of God. I know there is a God. He's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of my children. Do I go through troubles? Oh, yes. They come all the time. But thank God. Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And so... We want to talk about Father, Holy Spirit, we just want to thank you. Speak to us tonight and encourage our hearts in your word that we are more than conquerors. What you said in the word is the truth. We are more than conquerors. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that is spoken against anyone that is sitting here this very night, including the children back there, every evil word that's been spoken over their lives, we cancel tonight with the blood of Jesus. Those words will never see daylight. They will never be fulfilled because the blood of Jesus is canceled all of that and only good fortune from our God. Favor will be ours in Jesus' name. Amen. The scripture says, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. That means the church. Zion represents the church. And you are the church. God says you have strength. It's wrong for you to say you don't have it. You cannot say I am weak. If you're thinking weak, the Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. But then you say it's a lie. I feel weak. Forget your feelings. Let God be true and every man a liar. Your feeling is a lie. God is the truth. Your sickness is a lie. By his stripes we were healed. Not going to be. We were healed. That's the scriptures. We feel the symptoms. I call them false symptoms. Because of the word of God. And we can stand on the word of God. Amen. So there are things that we need to do. 
to be able to secure that power to walk out on the devil. In other words, you look at the devil and say, oh, he's you. <laughs> he's you again. You come, you know how it is the last time? You're gonna, you're, I'm going to beat the daylight out of you this time. When you rise like Samson, you remember what Samson used to say? I'm going to go out again and shake myself as before. And every time he stood, guess what the enemies do? They all take off. He didn't have to fight. All he had to do was stand up. All those ropes came off. They saw that and they said, this is not a good fight. Everybody scattered. That's who you are. The Holy Spirit is resting on you. The same Holy Spirit that was on Samson is on your life. In a different way. Not for physical enemies, but for spiritual enemies, including Satan. Once you stand up, Samson had confidence in the power that God had given to him. Why don't we have the same confidence in the power that God has given to us? You want to grow a long hair? To feel that way? <laughs> Samson knew what he, got, what he had. Even when he was taken away, he wasn't, he wasn't aware of it. He was ready to go. Because he knew every time he stood, God was right there with him. Even when he was doing wrong. And we got the blood of Jesus with us. We got nothing to be afraid. So believe what God is giving to you. Use your faith. That's number one. Secondly, know the word of God. Is the greatest mystery on the earth. And Satan doesn't understand. He knows the word. He doesn't understand the word. And you can beat him with the word. To you he's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The word is the greatest mystery on the earth. In the whole universe. And then the third thing I said. Wrap your hands around the word of God. In other words. Draw conclusions based on the word of God. When God says. I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. What follows after that? I shall not want. So make up your mind based on God's word. If God is true, I will never know a day when I cannot pay my bills. Is, is, is that possible? Jesus said it's possible. It's possible. All things are possible to him who believes. I just have to believe that. So you wrap your hands around God's word. You see everything coming at you, but you're holding on to the word of God and you're saying, I don't care what you throw at me, Satan. The word of God is able to sustain me. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're ready to burn. And our God will deliver us. And if he's not willing to deliver us, we will burn. We don't care. They wrap their hands around God's word and refuse to let. That should be every one of our attitude towards Satan. Now, I'm telling you, when Satan sees you got that kind of attitude, he fears you. He sees you coming to town and says, here comes trouble. What are we going to do now? Call all his demons together. This is real trouble, I'm telling you. What are we going to do? That's what they felt every time Jesus showed up. Have you come to, you remember the scripture? Have you come to destroy us before the time? Every time Jesus showed up, Satan was shaking. What am I going to do? I think he must do the same thing for us. Amen. When Paul showed up with Barnabas, they felt the same thing. Here comes trouble. What are we going to do? These men that have turned the world upside down, you remember that? Just two men. We can do more for God. We have become less than what God intended for us. And we must shake ourselves out of that. 
So wrap your hands around what God's word. Also, you have the power. The Bible tells us, Jesus said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. No witch, no wizard. When was he born? To be afraid of a witch? That's back in my home country. They're always scared about witches. Is this a witch coming? What witch? I don't. They are possessed with a little spirit called a demon spirit called a witch, spirit of witchcraft. I am possessed of the Holy Spirit who created all of those. Why should I be afraid of a witch? Let them all gather. Isaiah chapter 54 says, they shall gather, but I didn't send them, God said. And anyone who gathers against you will fall for your sake, the Bible says. And God was speaking about those demons. They can't hurt you. I'm not afraid of a witch doctor. Gather all of them, like I said the other time. Is that the biggest one you find? Go bring all of the demons. Bring them. Bring the largest one you can find. I have the Holy Spirit. I have nothing to be afraid of. That's why Jesus said, I did not give you, the, the Bible says, I did not give you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Let your mind be sound. A sound mind says, there is nothing to be afraid of. God is in me. Amen. That's the sound mind. Any mind that causes you to be afraid is not sound. That's the truth. If you are afraid of anything, <laughs> that means your, if your mind was sound, it's, becoming, it's going to the place where it's no longer sound, go back to the Father. Because you are not supposed to be afraid. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't matter if somebody's dying, Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just believe. Amen. Fifth thing is exert your divine authority. Use it. Use it. You know, I used to joke about this. You know, if you keep telling everybody you got somebody gave you a Cadillac and you got it parked in your garage and you can say, I have a Cadillac, brand new Cadillac, or maybe a Rolls Royce at home. And then you drive a Pinto all the time. You're breaking down everywhere you turn, and you keep talking about, I'm going to put this cattle, this pinto away, and I have a Cadillac or a Rolls Royce at home. One of these days, the guys will say, we're tired of hearing about your Rolls Royce. Let's see it. We got to see it. You have been given the power and the authority. Jesus said, I give to you power and authority over all the powers of the enemy. I mean, all means all. And it says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. That means nothing. No sickness is a power of the enemy, right? Sickness is a messenger of death. Uh -huh. I'm telling you, if, if, even if it's simple headache, if it, headache, if it comes into your life and refuses to let, we know you're going to die by that headache, right? That's a messenger of death. And death, the Bible says, is the last enemy that's going to be destroyed. Death is an enemy. Its messenger is an enemy as well. 
And we must believe God against those things. And refuse to be afraid. Paul said, I'm scared of nothing. I'm ready to die if I have to die. That's what Paul said. We must have the same attitude. Exert, use that authority. And the way to use the authority is your mouth. You don't wrestle with, with, the Bible tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities and powers. I've never seen a Christian wrestling with a demon. You can see that stuff, right? The wrestling is with your tongue, right? And what's happening in your mind? And Satan is working on your mind so that your tongue will speak something different from what God says. So his temptation to you is to accept something contrary to the word and speak something contrary to the word based on your physical evidence. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Too many Christians are speaking what they see with their eyes and what they're feeling. And say, Pastor, I don't really care. This is how I feel. I'm going to be real. Well, get real to yourself until you die. That's not being real. In my mind, that's being stupid. When God has said you are more than a conqueror, you shouldn't be saying all those things. I'm weak. I, I don't care what you say, Pastor. I feel weak. Well, keep feeling. Stay with what the word says and speak the word. In Luke 21, verse 15, Jesus said, For I give you, the reason I'm speaking, I give you a mouth. So what did Jesus give to us? A mouth. Were you born with a mouth? Yes. But this is a different kind of mouth. When you become a Christian, Jesus delivers to you a supernatural mouth. You got to use it. And a wisdom. And he says, all of your enemies, your adversaries, will not be able to contradict it. In other words, when you speak the word, they have nothing else to say. Because it's the truth. That's what's going to happen. When you say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I will never know a day of want, they can't contradict it because it's the truth. And that's what's going to happen. They can't fight you because the word is already settled in heaven. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And when it's settled in heaven, it's settled here on the earth. So you speak the word and refuse. Because they can't contradict it and they cannot resist it. So when you are speaking those words, they can't say no, it's a lie. And they can't resist it because it's exactly what's going to happen to you. And God was clear in Numbers. He says, what I hear you say in my ears, that's what I'm going to give you. And Jesus said, every idle word that a man shall speak, he will give account of it on the day of judgment. Because your words are not idle. Yes, I'm kidding. You're not kidding. The demons don't see it that way. If you keep talking sickness, you've given them permission to torment you with sickness and disease. If you keep talking want and not having, I don't have him, Pastor, I'm real. I don't have, I don't have. And you keep looking to men, that's exactly what you get. God said, what, I heard, what I've heard in my ears that they're saying, that's what I'm going to give to them. But these, these two kids, Caleb and Joshua, saying we are able to take, yeah, I'll give them, that's what they're saying. What you speak is what you get. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Use the authority that you have. If you can't learn any lesson, 
know that the, the first lesson that God gave to mankind was that words matter. That's why he tells us from the very beginning, and God said, and God said, and God said. Wishing it is not going to make it happen. God cannot wish the universe into being. He has to speak it. And we were created in his image. And if your words contradict his words, what you speak is what you get. Exercise the authority that God has given to you. Stop speaking silly things over your life and your children's lives. Speak the truth. The word of God is truth. Read, uh, read John chapter 17. Jesus prays, sanctify them through your word. In other words, set them apart through your word. Sanctify me to set apart. Set them apart through your word. Thy word is truth. You want me to say die, I'll go King James on you. <laughs> Thy word is truth. Sanctify them. Set them apart from the world. Make them the light of the world. Through the word of God. Your word is truth. Speak the truth. That's what we sang this morning, right? I mean this evening. We sang that. Sing the, speak the truth. Sing the truth. Let it always come. Meditate on the truth. Not what's happening to you in the natural. Don't look those, at those things. We walk by faith and not by our feelings. Because we are different kind of beings on the earth. Amen? So use the word of God. Psalm 81, 81 verse 10. It says, I am the Lord your God. Who's speaking? The Lord your God. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In other words, when you have been born again, you have been brought out of the land of Egypt. God says, I have something to tell you. I am the Lord your God, the one that saved you. I got something, some news. I have something I need to let you know. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the land of bondage, where you were in sin. I brought you out. He says, open your mouth wide and what? I will feel it. Many of us have had our mouth closed. If your mouth is closed, your life will be closed as well. A closed mouth means a closed life. You got to be speaking the word of God. You have to meditate in it day and night and mutter it to yourself according to Joshua 1 verse 8. He says, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have Good success. There's success that's good. There's success that's bad. But God's talking about good success. And all is tied to your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Speak it. Speak the truth. Let it come out of your mouth. Don't speak your feelings. If your feeling contradicts the word of God, don't ever speak it. You may think you're doing something right, speaking the truth, but you're speaking a lie. Because let God be true and every man a liar. So speak what the word says. Resist the temptation to speak out what you're feeling if it contradicts God's word. Because every time you speak something from your mouth that contradicts God's word, you get his attention. And God says in Malachi chapter 3, your words are stout against me. Your words are so stout, you're resisting me because of the things that you are speaking. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Malachi, uh, Micah chapter 6 verse 1, it says, Hear now what the Lord says. Arise, 
plead your case before the mountains. In other words, you got problems, plead your case before the problems. Let the mountains hear your voice. Amen. Let the hills hear your voice. Speak to the mountain. Jesus told us, he says, if you speak to the mountain, be removed. Now, he's not talking about going to uh, the Rocky Mountains and speaking to the Rocky Mountains. They will think he's nuts. He's crazy. He's lost his mind. He's talking about the problems that are coming against your life and your children's life. Speak to them. Speak to them. You know, that's one thing I'm praying to God. May God help the Ark Fellowship, all of our members, to speak the same thing. Not what we see with our eyes. But this wasn't a good Sunday. This wasn't a, this wasn't a good Sunday. Look, we got all these things, the chairs and all. Where else is it? I see the chairs all here. Can we say that? And all of what Paul said, I want you all to speak the same thing. Be of one mind and speak the same thing. I guarantee you, if this whole church starts speaking the same thing about the ministry that God has given to us, we'll be seeing miracles. We'll be talking about what God's doing among us. That's one of the greatest fights in the church because everybody wants to speak their feelings. I don't like this. I don't like this. This is not going well. This is not going well. Why would we maybe doing something wrong? And see, baby, be quiet, please. Don't speak those things. You can feel it. But don't let it come. Don't give birth to it. Because once it comes out of your mouth, you've given birth. You got to deal with it. Use your words to exercise your power. Exert your power. The power that God's given to you. Did you know that angels always watch what you're saying? And they're ready to walk? Angels are God's messengers, right? And if you read in Revelation, they carry out, and in Psalms, they carry out the word, words of the Lord. Everything that God says, they carry their mean. Instant, they're gone. Just like that. I'd like to read this scripture for you in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 6. It says, do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Did you know the reason why we sin is because of our mouth? <laughs> Read the scripture. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. The scripture says in Romans, I believe chapter 6 verse 14, sin shall not have dominion over you. Well, I feel weak and I keep doing this. Well, speak the truth. Amen? For sin shall not have, the, that's the only way of deliverance. You, go, you don't have the power. You are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. That's the only way to freedom. Talking about the problem is not going to stop it. Staying with the word of God and declaring the word of God. Sometimes when you start declaring the word of God, the problem, because Satan is going to manifest himself and resist, right? So it's like you are beginning to get free and you're speaking the word. And then the things seem to manifest even more. And guess what Christians do? They quit. They quit. I've realized every time I'm speaking to a demon, that's when they really manifest even more. And sometimes through their manifestation, I'm able to tell what they're doing in the person's life. So when you begin to speak the truth, 
which is God's word, for sin shall not have dominion over me. Sometimes the manifestation is like he's getting worse, Pastor. Some girl said, you've helped me receive the Holy Spirit. Now i got more problems than I ever had. You know why? Because now the manifestation of those things, they are ready to leave your life. That's just the truth. It says, in Ecclesiastes 5, 6, Do not let your mouth curse your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. <laughs> They're already gone doing whatever you're saying. It says, Why should God be angry at your, at your excuse and destroy the works of your hand? You see, what the things that you're saying is destroying everything that you're doing. And it seems as if God's fighting you, but you are the one causing the problem with your mouth. The things that you are saying. When you speak it, the messengers go immediately. The demons themselves know you've given permission. Many times when I'm dealing with a demonized person, I said, tell the spirit to leave. I used to see me do that, Pastor Al. Tell him to leave you. Because I really, when you tell them to leave, they go immediately. Usually I tell the demon after the person means it and they said, go. I said, now he says he wants you out of his life. Who are you? You got to go. They know. They have no choice. But if the person is still wavering, the demon plays games. And in fact, they tell me, this person wants me to be in this, per in this life. I own this life. And sometimes they boast to me, I have been here 26 years. I say, I don't care how long you've been there. He's already giving you quick notice and you're going to leave today. Now say that again. He's not able to. Because Jesus cannot come into your life. That's God until you open the door, right? He stands at the door and he knocks. A demon can't do it. They are not created to do that. They respect it. That's why they were telling Jesus, have you come to destroy us before the time? They know it wasn't time. Jesus wouldn't do that for them, do that to them. And so the demons respect that. So when you know you're right, they know you know you're right. And they will listen. But when they know, and they'll test you to see if you know you're right. And if you say, please leave me, devil, they say, sir, look at him. <laughs> we got him good. But when you say, get, they know you're serious. He says, okay, uh, we, we don't have to fight. Uh, we'll live quietly. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. So your words, don't let your words destroy your life. Let them build your life. See what's going on around you. But declare what God says. Jesus was very clear. When he, you remember in John, uh, John 11, he was going back to Jerusalem and the, the people were saying to raise Lazarus. And they were saying, the, the Jews wanted to kill you. Jesus said, I dare not. Is it 12 hours in a day? And if a man walks in the light, he's okay. He's going. You can't kill him when he's walking in the light. Unless it's God's will. You just can't do it. Demons can't do it. 12 hours in the day, walk while it is light. Day. The night comes when no one can work. But as long as you are walking in the day, that's walking in the light of God, no one can do anything to you. Unless it's for the good of your life 
happens to the world. Amen? They just cannot. They just cannot. That's just the truth. Until you speak the word, the word will not work for you. That's the truth. Until you speak it, it won't work for you. Romans chapter 10 makes it very clear for us. For us. It says, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. It with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Your mouth is a part of it. That's where you exercise your right as a man on the earth. You got to speak it. You can be saved because you believe in your heart, but it won't hit your life in the natural world where you live until you speak. That's just the truth. You got to speak. Do I still have some time? Amen. So speak the word. That's the normal thing. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 4 verse 13, it says, we, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to the, as, as it is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. If you are not speaking, that's because you don't believe. I can tell what you're believing based on what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. I've been in the hospital where they said, our loved one is dying. Please come and pray so that the person gets well. And I got there and they were making funeral arrangements. I already know. So what I do is lay my hands and say, God bless the departed one that came. <laughs> because they're already making preparation, right? You don't have to do that. What comes out of your mouth is a clear indication of what you're believing in your heart. And when I hear you speak, I can place you. I can place you where you are. Just by your words, I can tell. But every one of us can build ourselves up in the faith so that we speak the right words. But you have to learn the lesson. I'm not going to do that. And then you begin to speak the word of God. And the more you speak the word of God, the more it goes into your heart. And then the change, the transformation comes. But if you keep speaking the problem, you know what's going to happen? The problem will become bigger than God. And you can't do anything about it. Because now all your, your, your face is covered. God's on the other side. You've made, you know how it is. Even if it's something small, if you bring it real close to your eyes, you can't see anymore, right? It's bigger than the whole room. If I do this, I can't see anyone. That's what we do to ourselves. We bring the problem so close, we talk about it, it's so close, and God is in the other side as big, we can't see him anymore. All we see is the problem. And when we talk to God, we're even describing the problem to him. That's not the way to go, amen? The 16, be strong. Be strong. That's one thing God told Joshua. Notice God didn't tell Joshua, I'm going to make you strong. He said, be strong and be very courageous. Because you have something to do. And in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. So God wants you to be strong. Otherwise, you won't be able to walk out on the devil. Say so you have to be strong. 
How do you get strong? Through the word of God. You speak the word so much and you're constantly bringing the word. Everything is so close to your eyes. Everything else is small. Amen? Because God is bigger than everything else that's happening on the other side. Because all you got is the word of God. And the word of God will not fail you. Isaiah 55 says, the words that I send, they don't return to me void. They always accomplish what I sent them for. We really need to believe the word of God. Amen? We got to believe the word of God. John says this in, in, in 1 John 2, 14. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because what? You are strong. Why are they strong? And the word of God abides in you. That's what makes you strong. And you have overcome the wicked one. Not going to. When you are strong in the word of God and the word of God is at rest, abiding in you. In other words, you're saying it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I've wrapped my hands around the word of God. The world is overcome. No doubt about it. That's what overcomes the world. The world cannot handle that. And that's just the truth. It may not happen overnight. That's what discourages us. Because we, are, we have this McDonald's mentality. You know, the fast food stuff, give it to me now or I'll go to the next restaurant. But if you stay doing what is well, don't be weary in well-doing. Sometimes the well-doing is seeing the problem and keep speaking the word of God. That's well-doing. You see what's going on and they're telling you, son, I'm telling you, everything is going to pieces. No, you don't understand. <laughs> My God is going to deliver me from that. He said, you've lost your mind. You're crazy. Look at everything falling apart around you. I'm telling you, I know God. And they said, you insane. And then when the miracle comes, then they start telling you their problems and asking you to pray for them. That's the way it works, goes on the earth. So speak the word. Speak the word. So when you see somebody make a boast in the Lord, sometimes you say words and people say, well, why don't you show weakness? I don't have to show you weakness. I know who to show weakness, him, not you. Many times you've heard me say in the church, I'm not going to die by accident. And it's like you're boasting. I'm not going to die by any kind of accident. I'm not going to be in a plane that is going to crash. If the plane wants to crash, let me come out of the plane. Please let me step out and you can fly back and crash wherever you want to crash. But not with me in there. I'm a child of God. You won't say Jesus was in a plane and he crashed and Jesus died. And he says, what Jesus are you talking about? Is it Jesus from... Not Jesus of Nazareth. That's not going to happen. What cannot happen to the head cannot happen to the body, right? Jesus is the head and we are his body. Be it unto you according to your faith. I'm not boasting. I have read what the word says that with long life it will satisfy me. So I draw from that that uh, I'm not going to die that way. I die for the gospel, but not that way. 
not for nothing in the streets with my hands flaming out like that and your nose bashed out and all of that stuff. That's not me. Do you understand what I'm saying from the word of God? It's the word of God. If it's for the gospel, that's fine. It's going to result in salvation. But wasted in the street? No. I am a priest of God. And you are kings and priests. That's the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. So, well, I know Christians, this has happened to. You be it unto you according to your faith. That's what Jesus said. So we got to believe God's word. So the Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 2, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Amen? My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. This is humility. I can't defend myself. I can't protect myself in the plane. I can't do any of that. Only human. But I got a God, amen, who is bigger than he has hundreds and thousands of angels assigned to me. Amen. They can carry that plane until he gets down. Amen. So we don't see things like that. What if you die by accident? He becomes blasphemy. In the people who blaspheme the Lord. The Lord didn't go to sleep, did he? He blinked and God blinked too long and so Satan did it. I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't make my boast in myself. It's, I know I have a God. He's the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's not deceive ourselves. It's either you believe or you don't believe. I want to believe in the Lord. Not perfect, but I want to believe this book. Amen? And let God use me. Lastly, resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will what? Flee from you. <laughs> this stuff is, leave me alone, devil. He doesn't listen to that. Please leave me alone. Uh-uh. He doesn't listen to that. Satan doesn't need to be invited to bring you trouble. You don't beg Satan, please come and attack me. No, he, he wants to attack you constantly. He lives to attack you. That's his only job. To make your life miserable. But you have to constantly fight. Amen? You have to constantly fight. You have to fight. Satan is not going to flee because you talk nice and you are gentle. He doesn't listen to that. He's not going to listen to you because you have a gift of prophecy. And you have all the fruit of the spirit. He's not going to flee because of that. He's coming to attack you. You remember Jesus? Did he attack Jesus? Definitely. That's the son of God. He doesn't care. You can have all the spiritual gifts. He's still coming to attack you. So don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange. That's what the Bible says. Don't think it's strange when he comes to attack you. It's not because you're simple. He just hates you. He wants to attack. But you got to fight back. The way to do it is resist. You can't say, well, I'm a pastor now, and I, I, I've, I've done a lot of miracles in Jesus' name, so Satan knows not to attack me. Uh, keep kidding yourself. He's coming after you. He's coming after your children. you got to fight. Resist the devil. That's when he will flee. you got to resist him. you got to resist him. 
I'm going to end with this. Do you know the language of resist? The language to resist with? The language of resistance? You know what the language is? There's only the, the only language we understand is it's written. Amen? That's the language. It is written. That's the only language we understand. And that's how Jesus defeated him. And Satan said, this is too much. I'd like to read this scripture. Uh, Matthew 14, uh, uh, Matthew 4, this is Satan tempting Jesus 10 and 11. This is the only thing. If you don't have the word in you, it won't come out of your mouth. If you don't believe, you'll say every other thing, not the word. You'll even call friends and they'll pray for you. And as soon as they hang up the phone, Satan, he continues with his attack in your life. Doesn't care what your friend says. That's why sometimes I don't pray for people. Because I, I would rather instruct them. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not better than they are. We're all Christians together. You understand? If they got the knowledge, they can fight for themselves and their family. And, and, and use the same, the same word of God to defeat the enemy. It says, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. This was the last temptation, and this is what happened. Then the devil left him. And, and in that scripture, I believe in Luke, it says, for a season, for another time. Satan says, this fight is too much, I'm tired, I'm going to go, let me regroup and come back. And behold, angels came and they ministered to him. You know, every time you defeat the enemy, that when he comes to attack you, every time you have been victorious, guess who shows up to minister to you? Angels do. They always minister to you. And remember Jesus in Gethsemane after he was praying, after he said to his father, because he was saying, let the cup pass by me. And he said, finally he said, let it be your will. Let me drink the cup. And after that, he says, angels came and they strengthened him. And after that, he was ready to go. That was the son of God. Angels strengthened him. Angels are still strengthening us today. When you fight the battle and you win, the devil tosses back. Even though you may feel weak, instantly, angels begin to mean. You may not see them, but they minister strength to you. Physically, no, in your spirit. So that you are uplifted. Amen? So we got to do this. That's how we walk out on the devil. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. I, I pray you got something out of this. Amen? Your life will never be the same. Can I hear an amen? amen. Take, please listen to it over and over again. From maybe from the, uh, from the internet. Listen to it if you want to. Till it becomes part of your life. You know we are he having a healing service. Next Sunday. I have the book. How to Heal the Sick. I've read that book over and over. And I'm reading it just to build myself up. Getting myself ready for Sunday. Amen. Am I afraid? No. I just need to remind myself the things that God has said. I've seen miracles before, but I want to see more. So I build myself up in the world. Amen. So you build yourself up so you lose until you lose the fear for Satan. And you don't have to be worried anymore. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord? Let the Lord know tonight that you have received this word. 
because his word is the truth. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Many of you are being transformed right now in your mind and in your heart. Your life is being changed. Your life is being renewed. You may not know there's a major transaction taking place in your life right now. And those things that have been coming against your life, that, that have been making your life miserable, tonight God is turning those things around. The word of God is being preached and God confirms his word with signs following. He is here tonight in the midst of us. When two or three gather together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. And God is doing that tonight. He's healing your bodies right now. He's healing your minds right now. He's healing your finances right now. He's going to give you a great increase this year. Get yourself ready for a great increase. Miracles are coming your way. Your heart is going to be tender towards God. You will be willing to obey Him because the desire is there. Nothing can pull you away from God. You just want to do God's will because of the words that have you have, you've heard tonight. You have been cleansed by the Word of God and there is a new creature being formed in your life tonight and God is making something new out of your life. He always does a new thing. God is doing a new thing in your life today. Your eyes have been opened. The desire to do the will is there stronger than before. The desire to pray is stronger than before. The desire to read the word of God is stronger than before. The desire to be in the house of God is stronger than before. The joy of the Lord in your life is bigger, greater than before. You can't contain yourself. The vision of God, the gifts of God are increasing and they're becoming stronger in your life. You see yourself in a different mountain right now because God is taking you from the valley and he's taking you to the mountaintop. Tonight is the night in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, confirm your word tonight because your word will never go return to your void. Thank you for your people, O oh God. Thank you for the grace to fast in your name. You gave us the grace to do it. And Lord, you have blessed us because we have separated ourselves unto you. Our lives have been changed by your word. And it's only through your grace. Bless everyone that's hearing my voice tonight. Let no one remain the same. Let 2014 be an unusual year of blessing for everyone that's gathered before you tonight in the name of Jesus. This is the beginning of great things in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. A time of exploits in the things of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. Please give him a clap offering tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. We have some food back there. Please go get your food. And let's enjoy a time of fellowship together. We love you, and I love you very much in the Lord. Every one of you, dearly beloved and loved of God. Amen.
connected to a good source. And for me, usually I think through something.